viable example. I want every one of you to close your eyes. Close your eyes. And as your eyes are closed, I want to ask you a question. Do you like walking around with your eyes closed? Would you walk around with your eyes closed? Come on, talk to me. Can you see with your eyes closed? What's it like to live like that all the time? To be blind. To be blind. Now, yes, in your mind you can see certain things. But now, if you had to get up from that where you are now and start walking, how good would you do? Wouldn't you bump into some things and knock some things over? Would you be excited? Why not? You woke up this morning, but you're blind. Now open your eyes. Now isn't that better? Can you see anybody? I can see everybody. Say, say sight is a mighty blessing. And I will not take it for granted. So I'm blessed because I can see. All right, now remember that. Today I want to begin in Philippians chapter 3. Philippians chapter 3 and verse 13. Philippians 3 and verse 13. Now remember how, how it felt when your eyes were closed. Brethren, I count not myself to have apprehended. Now, who remembers who wrote that? It was Paul. And Paul was not always Paul. He used to be Saul. There was times in his life where he was a scoundrel, where he was cutting people, killing people, and not letting people live. But now he's saying, I count not myself to have apprehended, meaning I, I really didn't understand uh, when I was doing that. I thought I did, but I didn't have it all together. But this one thing I do, forgetting those things which are behind, meaning he's moved to another time and season in his life where all the mess that he did in the past, he's able to forget it. Say, neighbor, there's some stuff in the past you need to forget. In 2020, forget the past, forget the past. Forgetting those things which are behind and reaching forth unto those things which are before. Say in 2020, I'm reaching for for those things, things that are before. But here's how you got to do it. I press toward the mark for the prize of the high calling of God in Christ Jesus. Now see, here's why 
a lot of people kind of get frustrated when they're walking with God because they don't understand that there's a season when you got to press. There's a season when you got to push a little harder. There's a season when you have to do it whether you feel like it or not. It's just like some of you didn't feel like coming to church today, but you made it. You press. But that's how you begin to walk in the signs and the wonders and the miracles. 2020, the year we reach for the top with greater expectation of winning the unchurched and unsaved to become disciples of Jesus Christ in these last days before he returns. So tell the people around you, uh, this is our greater reach season. Tell somebody. Say, say reach for the unchurched and unsaved like you used to be. Hallelujah. All right. But how? Let's go to Matthew 9 and 27. 9 and 27. Now remember the example I gave you when we started. Matthew 9 and 27. Here we go. And when Jesus departed thence, two blind men, oh Lord, two blind men, men that could not see, followed him. Now eye contact. Tell me how these blind folk could follow Jesus and they couldn't see. How, how, how do the blind keep following and not able to see the way you see? Hmm. And they followed him crying and saying, Thou son of David, have mercy on me. Now I, I said, now I read that. Why are they saying have mercy? Because they want to see. They need some unconditional love. They need some mercy. And they, they hear about Jesus doing signs and wonders and miracles, and they're blind. But they say, Jesus, have mercy on me. Say, neighbor, you need mercy too. Every day. And Jesus said unto them, and when he came into the house, the blind men came to him. Now, I, say, I tried to visualize that. Here's Jesus in the house, and how do two blind men get to Jesus in the house? They can't see, but they can hear. You, they, when you're blind, you, you, you learn to, to use what you can use. And so they could hear his voice, and, and they, they moved in the direction of the voice. And when he came into the house, the blind men came to him, and Jesus said unto them, Believe ye that I'm able to do this. Now, wait a minute. Eye contact. Here's two men that have been blind for a long time. They have learned how to push past humiliation. They have learned not to be intimidated by, they, listen, they, they've been humiliated all their, pretty much all their lives. They had to understand that, you know, everybody couldn't handle the fact that they were blind. And now Jesus is on the, shade, on the scene. And he said, do you believe that I'm able to do this? And they said unto him, yea, Lord. If you were blind for a long time and, and you met Jesus 
and he asks you, uh, do you think I can do it? Wouldn't you say yeah? But yeah doesn't mean that it's going to happen unless you believe. Say, say, neighbor. You've been saying a whole lot of yeah. But has your yeah been with believing? Mm-mm-mm. Then said he unto him, yea, Lord. They said unto him, yea, Lord. He touched their eyes, saying. Now, I want you to get this. Please, eye contact. Your words matter. The God in you, <laughs> he, when you speak, you're either speaking his words or your words. And your words have power. That's why some of us are in situations right now because of what you've been speaking. I ain't looking at nobody. But you've been speaking yourself into where you are. It's called calling those things that be not as though they are. Say, Lord, I repent for anything that I shouldn't have said. I shouldn't have said. I repent right now. Cancel that, Lord. He touched their eyes, saying unto them, according to your faith, be unto you. And their eyes were open, and Jesus strictly charged them, saying, see that no man know it. Now, this is so awesome. I want you to understand. There's some blessings that the Lord wants you to have that are supposed to be between you and him. Just you and him. To give you confidence that the same God that brought you out is able to do it again and again and again and again. That's what you need to meditate on, the blessings that the Lord brought you through. And, uh, say, this is 2020. He brought me through 2019. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Ephesians 6 and 10, folks. Finally, my brethren, be strong in the Lord and the power of his might. Say, I'm strong in you, Lord. And I receive your power and your might. Hallelujah. So Eagle Summit today, I want to share a message entitled, Staying in Faith for Your Future. Staying in Faith for Your Future. And now that we've been blessed by the Lord to make it into the new year of 2020, we each must activate our greater reach by staying in faith for our future. But remember, faith without works is what? Dead. Your faith without a corresponding action hinders the positive results of blessings and benefits that belongs to you as a son and daughter of God. Today, I want to share just three very important faith action steps we each must be sure to consistently take so we stay in faith for our future. Now let's begin in Luke chapter 8. Luke chapter 8 and verse 49. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Holy Spirit, take charge. Luke 8, 49. It says, And while he yet spake, there cometh one from the ruler of the synagogue's house, saying to him, talking about Jesus, Your daughter's dead. Trouble not the master. Your daughter's dead. Trouble not the master, eye contact. When you have a horrible situation, the enemy's job is to get you to run from God. 
don't pray, don't read your Bible, don't tithe, don't fellowship. He wants you because he knows that if he can keep you like that, you don't win. But there's a word that said, no weapon formed against you shall prosper. But when Jesus heard it, he said unto him, saying, fear not. When you're in difficult situations, you're going to have to shut down fear. When you go to the doctor and the doctor say you're going to die, say, mm, doctor, mm, I know you got a PhD in whatever you got, but I'm going to live and not die. When your finances look like they look, no, I'm a tither and the windows of heaven are open and the blessings are coming down. There's, and I got favor everywhere I go. Favor surrounds me as a shield. But when Jesus heard it, he answered it saying, fear not, believe only, and she shall be made whole. Now, this is so important. When you're in difficult times, you need to be around people that believe. You need to be around people that will encourage you. When all hell is breaking loose, you don't need to be around crazy folk. You need to be around believers, not deceivers. And they were with Jesus. And he said, don't, let, don't, don't be fearful. Believe only, and she shall be made whole. Folks, here in 849, we tap into the first key faith action step we each must be sure to consistently take as we stay in faith for our future. Now, here we go. Don't listen to the negative and allow them to steal your faith believing. Don't listen to the what? Don't listen to the what? Say it again. And allow them to steal your faith believing. Now, in Mark 6 and 1, oh, my God. And he went out from thence and came into his own country, and his disciples followed him. And when the Sabbath day was come, he began to teach in the synagogue, and many hearing him were astonished, saying, From which has this man these things? And what wisdom is that which is given unto him, that even such mighty works are wrought by his hands? Is not this the carpenter, the son of Mary, the brother of James and Joseph, and Judah and Simon? Are not his sisters here with us? And there were many, and they were offended at him. Now here's the challenge. When you're believing God and you're pressing into God, they're going to be people that are offended because they don't want you to believe the way you believe in. Sometimes it's in your family, sometimes it's around your friends, but you got to believe anyhow. You got to know that God is able to do what he promised to do. Say his promises are yes and amen. And his yes may not be my way, but it will be a way. Hallelujah. And they were offended at him. But Jesus said unto them, A prophet is not without honor, but in his own country and among his own kin, among his own kin, among his own kin, and in his own house. Now, do you know what a kin is? Do you know what the kin is? Your family. Relatives. And you got to understand, when you're on your faith walk, and you got members in your family that don't have faith, they're going to be offended. And they're going to be negative. 
and when they're negative, you got to be positive. Hallelujah. You got to be, I can do all things through Christ who strengthened me. And stop listening to the lie that you're all by yourself. No, you're not. You're never by yourself. He never leaves you and he never forsakes you. Hallelujah. But here's the key. How are you thinking? As you're thinking, heart, so are you. All right? Jesus said unto him again, a prophet is not without honor, but in his own country, among his own kin, and in his own house. Folks, that's a real growth place. And he could there do no mighty work, save that he laid hands upon a few sick folk and healed them. Sometimes there's one family member that will believe. Sometimes there's one friend that will believe. Sometimes there's one crazy folk that will believe. But guess what? God is still in the midst because he's working all things together for your good. And he, and he marveled because of their unbelief. And he went around the villages teaching. Folks, when Jesus was here in the flesh, people who focused on the negatives were able to block others' expectancy of great futures too. And remember that these things were written to help prepare us to walk by faith and not by sight, to be confident in the promises of God that are yes and amen. And in 2020, the negative voices are flowing every way possible. Social media, TV, radio, texting, Instagram. As a result, we each must choose to constantly what we receive when we listen in public and in private. Say, sometimes I need to turn the TV off, the radio off. Sometimes I need to stop texting and I need to stay away from Instagram. Hallelujah. That is just one of the daily faith workouts. We each must get better and better at overcoming. Oh my God. Say, Lord, help me to be a victory every day. Now let's go to Matthew 8 and verse 5. Let's get to the next one. Next example. Matthew 8 and 5. And when Jesus was entered into Capernaum, there came unto him a centurion beseeching him and saying, Lord, my servant lieth at home sick of the palsy, grievously tormented. And Jesus said unto him, guess what? I'll come and heal him. The centurion answered and said, Lord, I'm not worthy that thou should come under my roof, but speak the word only and my servant shall be healed, but speak the word only. From a man under authority, having soldiers under me, and I say to this man, go, and he goeth, to another come, and he cometh, to my servant, do this, and he doeth it. When Jesus heard it, he marveled and said to them that followed, verily I say unto you, I have not found so great faith, no, not in Israel. Now, eye contact. I'm prophetically saying, I have not found such great faith. In, in, what do you mean, Pastor? What have you been saying lately? 
What have you been saying about your situations lately? Can I find some great faith? Even when you're going through the tests and trials, what are you saying? Are you saying the problem or are you saying faith? Folks, here in this text, we tap into the second faith action step. Speaking the word only. Say, say I got to speak the word only. Regardless of whatever test, trials, I'm walking through. Now, now here, here's the interesting part. Many of you have been with me for a long time. But that still doesn't mean that when tests come, you forget and have amnesia and start speaking the problem instead of the word. Because we get weary in well-doing. The longer it takes, the more it seems like it ain't going to happen. And that's the enemy's trick because God wants you to develop to care. I'm going to speak the word only. Doctor said you're going to die. Doctor, use a doctor, but I'm going to live and not die. You look bad today. No, I'm fearfully, and look at it, say neighbor. You are fearfully and wonderfully made. And you looking good. No matter how you feel, you're looking good. I'm speaking the word only. Only. Shout it, only. It's power in the word that you speak. When we speak the word only, we release the spirit and life to our situations and circumstances that help produce the victories into our lives. Eagle Summit, stop speaking the problems and instead speak God's words that will help produce the victory because it's faith that pleases the Lord. Also learn, get this, to be swift to hear and slow, slow to speak until you hear from the Holy Spirit inside you telling you how and when to respond to the life situations and circumstances. See, you got to understand, when you get a phone call and the phone rings, you need to ask the Holy Spirit, do I answer that phone today? You need to say, all right, then you answer the phone and the first thing you hear is a problem. Listen, but listen to the Holy Ghost. Holy Ghost, what do I say? Or what don't I say? Let the Holy Ghost lead you. Let him guide you. And when you do that, a sign, a wonder, and a miracle. And you know you hit it when the person says, you ain't saying nothing. You ain't saying nothing. Don't get upset when they tell you you ain't saying nothing. At that moment, you ain't supposed to be saying nothing. Because you didn't hear from the Holy Ghost what to say. Because the Holy Ghost will teach you and guide you and comfort you and protect you. Say, God, I'm understanding. I got to become a swift listener. A swift listener. And a slower speaker. Until I hear what to speak. Got it? Now Luke 8, 49. Luke 8 and 49. Says, while he yet spake, there cometh one from the ruler of the synagogue's house saying, hey, your daughter's dead. Trouble not the master, meaning don't pray, don't go to church, don't tithe, don't give. Trouble not the master. But when Jesus heard it, 
he answered him saying, fear not, believe only, and she shall be made whole. Those words were creating the miracle. Say my words of faith create my miracles. Hallelujah. Folks, it's so important to daily learn to heed the voice of God and speak only what he gives you to speak and believe. Luke 8, 51, watch what happens. And when he was coming to the house, he suffered no man to go in, set believers, Peter, James, and John. Say, neighbor, you can't take everybody when hell is busting loose. Can't take everybody. Peter, James, and John, and the father and mother of the maiden, and all wept. Now, this is, this is a crucial part. Stop getting humiliated when you cry. Tears are a way of releasing pain, releasing struggle. Stop letting the devil make you feel bad because you cried. I am a Marine. I came in combat. I seen military people cry. I'm, I'm talking about generals crying. But you, 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 you're crying. Getting that out. But after the tears dried up, they back at war. Say, when my tears dry up, and they will dry up, I'm going to get back into the fight till I win. Because I'm, I'm a winner. Every day, God's way. And all wept and bewailed, but he said unto them, Weep not. She's not dead. She's not dead, but sleepeth. He was calling things that be not as though they were. She was dead, but she said, She's sleeping. He said, She's sleeping, knowing she was dead knowing that it was a horrible situation. He called those things that be not as though they were. Hmm. And they laughed him to scorn. You're going to be laughed at when you start walking by faith. <laughs> You're going to be laughed at <laughs> knowing that she was dead. He knew she was dead. But he said, no, she's asleep. And he put them all out took her by the hand and called, saying, Mary, arise. And her spirit came again, eye contact. When you speak into dead situations, the word of God, it comes back to life. It comes back to life. Your finances can come back to life. Your body can come back to life. Your family can come back to life. You can come back to life when you speak the word only. Even when folk laugh at you. You say that all the time. You say that all the time. I'm going to keep on saying because I know that word works. And it's going to manifest the victory every day. Her spirit came again and she arose and he commanded to give her meat. And her parents were astonished. But he, okay, thank you, Holy Ghost. Say in 2020, there's some miracles, some signs, some wonders that are going to be astonishing. Not only to me, but to everyone connected with me. Say, astonishing miracles come forth now. Astonishing signs come forth now. 
astonishing breakthroughs come forth now, now, in Jesus' name. Hallelujah. In 2020, the Lord is going to do some astonishing things in our lives too as we stay in faith, believing and receiving, regardless of life tests and trials. Say, that's me. Jeremiah 29, Jeremiah 29 and verse 11. Oh, so awesome. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Jeremiah 29, 11. For I know the thoughts that I think toward you, saith the Lord, thoughts of peace and not of evil, to give you an expected end. Say in 2020, we have an expected end. Hallelujah. Then shall you call upon me, and you shall go and pray unto me, and I will hearken unto you. Eye contact. That's why I've encouraged us to have a time of fasting and praying, because God is hearing us, and God is going to come to us and bless us. See, I'm going to be blessed in 2020, because I'm calling on the Lord, and the Lord is answering. Hallelujah. Then shall you call upon me, and you shall go and pray unto me, and I will hearken unto you. Say, say, God, 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 I'm a friend of God. Say, I'm a friend of God. I'm a friend of God. And he hears me, and he responds to me. His way. Hallelujah. Folks, here we tap into the third and final faith action step I want to share today. What is it? Because you have a relationship with the Lord, you must daily learn and practice maintaining expectancy of a great future. Maintaining an expectancy of a great future. You got to get up smiling sometimes. You got to go to bed smiling sometimes, meaning all the time. Oh my God. Mark 7 and 27. Mark 7 and 27. Expecting a great future. Maintain that. Mark 7 and 27. This is so precious. Jesus said unto her, let the children be filled, for it is not meet to take the children's bread and cast it unto dogs. Here's a woman coming to Jesus, asking for some help. And she answered and said unto him, yes, Lord, yet the dogs under the table eat of the children's crumbs. Here's a woman that's needing something from God and comes to Jesus and Jesus says something that would make the average person feel bad. She said, you know what? Give me the crumbs. I'll take the crumbs. Even the dogs under the table eat of the crumbs. Say neighbor, stop despising the days of small beginnings. No great success happens without small beginnings. Hallelujah. He said unto her, for this saying, go thy way. What saying? Give me the crumbs. I'll take the crumbs. Say, Lord, I'll take the crumbs too. Because I know with the crumbs, there's still a blessing. Hallelujah. A greater blessing. He said unto her, go for this saying, 
thy way, the devil is gone out of thy daughter. And when she was come to a house, she found the devil gone out, and her daughter laid upon the bed. Every one of you has been one of the individuals that God used to be a blessing to somebody else. They may never come and say thank you, but God has used you to be a blessing to somebody else. Say, I'm a blessing to somebody else. Whether they ever come back and say thank you, God said thank you. Hallelujah. Folks, this mother came with expectancy and gained a supernatural victory for her daughter. She would not allow the offer of crumbs to block the expectancy of victory. She would not allow huh, the offer of the little stuff to stop her victory. Uh, nothing wrong with a little of this and a little of that. Say a little of this. Come on. And a little of that. Ain't nothing wrong with a little of this and a little of that. Because little can increase when God's involved. Oh, my God. Luke 8, 43. 8 and 43. One more example. You know it. 8, 43. And a woman having an issue of blood 12 years, which had spent all her living upon physicians. She broke. Neither could be healed of any. She going to the doctor, and the doctor can't heal her. She done spent all her money. She came behind Jesus and touched the border of his garment, and immediately her issue of blood starts. And Jesus said, who touched me? When all the denied Peter and they that were with him said, Master, the multitude thronged thee and pressed thee and said, Thou who touched me? And Jesus said, Somebody hath touched me, for I perceive that virtue is gone out of me. Say, neighbor, there are times when you touch Jesus and his virtue comes upon you and others don't even know it. Hallelujah. And when the woman saw that she was not hid, she came trembling and falling down before him and she declared before him all the people what cause she had touched him and how she was healed immediately. And he said to her daughter, be of good comfort. Thy faith hath made thee whole. Now go in peace. Folks, here we have another example of a person connecting to Jesus, experiencing the supernatural faith for the future. Out of her weakness, touching Jesus, she became strong again. Likewise, when we learn to daily stay connected to Jesus by faith, we too will reap more and more daily benefits. Say, I'm a reaper of God's benefits. Hallelujah. Mark 2 and 15, final scriptures. Mark 2 and 15, and it came to pass. Mark 2 and 15. Oh, my God. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you. And it came to pass that as Jesus sat at meat in his house, many publicans, many sinners sat also together with Jesus and his disciples. For there were many 
and they followed him. Eye contact. In 2020, um, Eagle Summit, we're going to be reaching for those that are um, publicans and sinners. And so don't be humiliated when you, somebody sees you with somebody that ain't saved. Amen. It doesn't mean that there's something wrong with you. Sometimes you have an opportunity to win them to the Lord. Amen. And that's part of your life assignment. You, you didn't get saved just for you. You got saved to be a blessing to others and help them because God doesn't want any to be perished. And when the scribes and Pharisees saw him eat with publicans and sinners, somebody, you know, he saw him, they said to the disciples, how is it that he eateth and drinketh with publicans and sinners? Now, here's what I'm saying. When you leave here today and you go out and eat, you may run into somebody who ain't saved. Don't act as if you're so holy and so got it together that you can't tolerate being around them. Because remember, you weren't always saved. <laughs> and you, the way they look, you used to look like that. The way they talk, you used to talk like that and still can. There's some cuss up in there. You, it, 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 it can come up out of here. Come on now. But your assignment is to be a light in the midst of darkness and practice your ABCs, attraction, belief, and connection. People need to know that the love of God is still available even when they're in their mess. And when the scribes saw his eating with publicans, they said, how is it that he eateth and drinketh with publicans and sinners? When Jesus heard it, he said unto them, they that are whole have no need of a physician, but they that are sick I came not to call the righteous, but sinners to repentance. Say, say, neighbor, I got some good news for you. You're graduating, and God wants to use you to reach some folk that are unsaved and unchurched. And when you do, don't act like you've never been there. Oh, my God, my God, my God. Eagle Summit, let's remember that the real heartbeat of Almighty God is that none would perish, but instead would learn to choose salvation that brings them into the kingdom relationship, an abundant life, and eternal life now and forevermore. That is <laughs> the reason 2020 and beyond, the E in reach, is to help motivate us to grace more and more people. So every time we gather together, every seat, Every service, someone is with us who to give thanks to the Lord for all he continues to do in season and out of season. Say, neighbor, I got some good news for you. These seats are going to be full. Oh, yes, they are. Oh, yes, they are. Oh, yes, get ready, get ready, get ready. It's going to be full of people thirsting and hungering for more of God. Now as I close today, Eagle Summit, what is the at least three things in 2020 that will these three faith steps to obtain your victory as we reach with greater expectation for the unchurched and unsaved to help them become lovers of Jesus Christ and one of his disciples in these last days before he returns? 
in 2020, the faith goal is to reach more and more people to be saved and to be transformed into true faith believers and not faith deceivers. Say God, hallelujah. So here again are the three faith steps we each must take in 2020 and beyond. Hallelujah. Number one, don't listen to negatives and allow them to steal your faith believing. Say in Jesus' name, I will stop listening to the negatives and allow them to steal my faith from believing. All right, that's number one. Number two, speak the word only regardless of life test and trial. Say, in Jesus' name, I will speak the word only regardless of life tests and trials. Hallelujah. And finally, number three, because of your relationship with the Lord, I will practice and maintain expectancy for a great future that includes winning more and more souls for Jesus Christ to give abundant life and eternal life. Say, I have expectancy, I have expectancy. of a great, great future that includes winning more and more souls for Jesus Christ to give them abundant life and eternal life too. Hallelujah. So choose these three full chords now. Buy these valuable faith action steps and soar into your very own supernatural victories that will help magnify the Lord in our generation too. Now let's pray. Say, Father God, in the mighty name of Jesus, together we thank you for the word today that will help position each of us into an awesome victory in the future. Holy Spirit, lead the way and help apply the three faith steps that were shared. Father God, we thank you in advance for the awesome future in the mighty name of Jesus, our Lord and Savior. In 2020, I'm staying in faith for my future. And my heart, my heart is for this house as I reach more and more souls to be saved in our lifetime too. In 2020, I have a willing heart to serve, a willing heart to love, a willing heart to help restore others. In Jesus' mighty name, amen, amen. And say, I will remember to keep fasting and praying each day throughout the rest of the month with greater expectation in 2020 and beyond. In Jesus' name, amen and amen. Turn and give your neighbor a high five. Say, it's one, it's done, it's done, it's done, it's done, it's done, it's done, it's done. Hallelujah. 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 Oh, my God. And for those of you who are viewing, we want you to know that if you will confess the Lord with your mouth and believe on him in your heart, Jesus will save you. If you will say, I repent, meaning you're sorry, God will forgive you, and he will give you a brand new beginning. And we declare in 2020, this is the year of your new beginning. 
So we're reaching for you if you're unchurched. We're reaching for you if you're unsaved to know that God loves you. And we haven't always been saved, but by God delivering us, we're able to deliver others. So we speak the blessing of the Lord upon you. Until we meet again, we call you blessed and highly favored in Jesus' mighty name. We love you. Be looking to see you.